This is Step Driver from Broad Street Hockey and the Floor Fans Hockey Network. Uh, I'm joined by Thomas Williams, who is with Hockey Wilderness and Bay Street Blues on the Floor Hockey Fans Network. Thomas, how are you? Good, good stuff. How are you? Oh, I slept in and we're running late. I'm doing amazing. <laughs> Thanks for joining <laughs> me. <all> good. <laughs> no problem. So the Philadelphia Flyers play the Minnesota Wild tonight. They have similar records but one team is looking a little bit better than the others than the other tell me what's going on for the wild this season i think it's almost like they're starting with the anti-wild and meaning it's all goals and no defense Mm -hmm. um a lot of the losses that they've had i think um one to the uh leafs and then the other one i honestly forget because it's all been a blur but they both overtime loss yeah yeah, they both scored uh, seven goals against the Wild. So it's just like trying to figure out this blue line and what the whole team is doing defense-wise. is just kind of a rough start with that. But a little bit lately, they've gotten the offense going um, a little bit more than they're used to. So I feel like it's just all balanced out. But it's still a team that's very much in flux and trying to figure out what this season's really going to look like. Who's still on the wild? I know that they had, they did made some big trades over the summer. Yeah. So it's basically um, a lot of the same team, but with a lot of um, additions of the rookies. So players like Kaylin Addison, who didn't have a lot of a big chance last year um, is getting a massive chance actually on the top pairing while Jared Spurgeon's out um, and hasn't started the season yet. Players like Brock Faber, a hometown guy traded acquired in the Kevin Fiala trade is making his full season debut after kind of appearing in the playoffs and looking really, really good in that. Um, and then they've kind of just like nitpicked with their depth. Got Patrick Maroon from the Tampa from Tampa is just kind of a little cap dump semi just contract from them. Mm. Um, and he's kind of basically replaced what Ryan Reeves brought um, last year um, who they acquired in the mid middle of the last season. Um, and then players like Marco Rossi is really taking a massive jump got his first initial goal, got a second initial goal um, against the Oilers recently. And it's just a lot of young players are jumping up that they expected, I feel like, to make that jump last year. So it's a little bit delayed, but they, the team is still kind of in flux because of the injuries that they've had to really deal with. There's one player in particular I really want to talk about, and it's someone that's familiar to Flyers fans. Ryan Hartman. <laughs> Is he a scoring yeah. dynamo? What's going on with Ryan Hartman? So it's kind of his position on the team is kind of controversial, I feel like, because he has been essentially handed this first line center role um, and just kind of gifted because of what he's been able to do and kind of the previous years. Because he had a career year scoring um, 34 goals two seasons ago now. And then last season, his production really dropped off just 37 points in 59 games. Um, and he was actually demoted a little bit in the middle of last season to the third line um, for a little streak there. But I feel like his position being rewarded with a contract extension already before the season even got going and then being able to, I guess, not look super good. Um, well, the whole top line didn't look good for the first four or five games and then last Obviously, the last game against the Oilers, they kind of exploded with Hartman scoring a hat trick, yeah. um, Kaprizov getting three assists and stuff like that. So it's very kind of 
ebbs and flows, hill, like hills and valleys, kind of with um, the top line and Ryan Hartman centering that right now. I can't believe that he's the first line center anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't believe it either. He's just, I feel like he's a quintessential Minnesota player, though. Like he can, he doesn't score pretty goals at all. I think I've maybe seen him score like two nice goals from the slot, like top corner, but it's just kind of in the dirt. Um, doing the hard work for Kaprizov and Zuccarello to kind of bounce um, off from. And the Wild have done this all the time. The Wild, I feel like the last three years, they've kind of found diamonds in the rough, like Freddie Goudreau um, mm-hmm. from Pittsburgh. Um, so kind of close by, he was basically a fourth line or a 13th forward for Pittsburgh. And then suddenly he got stretches at, in that first line, first line spot when Hartman kind of got down the lineup. And then now he is... Uh, mainstay in the middle six um, as a very defensively reliable had a career year last year with I think 18 goals 19 goals um, and yeah so it's just like trying to find diamonds in the rough but again the wild have really committed to these guys to these diamonds that they found and now it's just about repeating performances and repeating career highs which is uh, a little tough yeah yeah we've definitely seen you know across the league consistency is the biggest issue facing some of these players defining the line really between superstar and just a guy. Um, I like, I know we've mentioned a lot of names so far. You specifically mentioned a lot of rookies. So if people, including myself, haven't been following the wild very closely, give me one name to look out for tonight. Um, do you want like someone I'll be scoring or someone I'll just be like really impressive that, Flyers fans might not have ever seen you tell me <laughs> um I honestly I want to go with can I do two yeah I'm so ready <laughs> for two okay I want to do uh Ewell Eggerson Eck for the first one he's mm. currently tied with the leading scorer um in points but he has just exploded um last season was great and then he's been able to drag his line mates that haven't looked super good especially with boldy out because matt boldy um is another name i should probably mention because he's very very good um has only played two games this year because he's dealing with a little injury but erickson Eck has just been incredible he's able to shut down just about anyone um play against anyone he famously shut down mcdavid and dry i think it was last season to like one shot attempt in like 20 minutes Damn. um last season so he's just been so good um should win the Selkie pretty much like every season. Um, essentially, he is basically like the Swedish Sean, prime Sean Couturier. If Flyers fans want to think about that, um, love that. Not, like he's really hardworking. Like he famously in training camps, he beats every single person on the team in fitness testing. Like he is just stronger, fitter than about any hockey player that has ever stepped foot in Minnesota. Um, so he's just a horse. He's just unreal worker. Um, and then I feel like with rookies and players that unless you're a big college hockey fan, um, and watch the wild in the playoffs, which I wouldn't blame you if you didn't watch that first round series. <laughs> um, it's Brock Faber. It's, it's, he's just so smart with the puck. He's, um, kind of in the essence of a Brett Pesce on the right side, defense first, but can, tr- can transition the puck really well, can see that pass. Um, won't get a whole lot of points. He has two points in six games. Not crazy, but he's also, um, I know we hate plus minus, but he's also second in the team with in plus minus with Jonas Brodin being first. 
Um, he's a plus four, but he's really just the steadiest kind of two-way defender prime kind of what you want to see in your modern NHL um, and what coaches and fans love of just someone that you could throw out there in any position um, and he'll succeed. Maybe he's not the best offensive guy. He's on the second power play, so it's fine. But um, yeah, I think Faber is going to be one of those guys where people are saying and like crowning him as the most underrated defenseman in the league um, in four or five years. And then he might get a shot when he's like 30 to be like outdoors finalist <laughs> or something. I feel like he's just, um, he's just so good. He won't put up the numbers, but he's just like incredible. That's impressive. I, the, the Minnesota wild sound like they're going to be a tough team to beat this year, but definitely for the flyers. What are you expecting? You cover both teams. What do you expect the result of tonight to be? Um, I I honestly see like a lot of similarity. So it'll either be a complete blowout. I know I'm like I'm just like really on the on top of the fence. I'm not picking any side. <laughs> but I, I think I think it could be either because both teams, like a Tortorella coach team and an Everson coach team are similar in that they value work ethic over anything else it's if you could work hard i'd rather have that than a skilled guy that won't back check to save his life um so i feel like with that kind of butting its heads of being the same tactics the same kind of mentality with the team it could either be a blowout or like a staunch one one has to rely on a shootout to win like it'll either be a team will be overpowered because they'll work harder and the other team can't rely on their skill enough to overcome that. Or it'll be just like two Rams headbutting in the middle until they have to rely on a skills competition to get awarded two points. Oh no, it's going to overtime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to overtime. Okay. So it's going to be a one, one game and we're going to overtime probably with Minnesota winning. That's my guess. Okay, that sounds like a solid guess. It probably in the shootout, yeah. <laughs> what a delight. Thomas, it was absolutely wonderful talking to you today. Where can people find you? Um, so if you can find me on Twitter, Sludge Williams. Um, my writing, again, Hockey Wilderness, Bay Street Blues for Leafs coverage, and then Broad Street Hockey. Um, and yeah, and then I actually, on this network, I have Hosers, the a kind of general hockey podcast with a couple buddies. But um just chatting puck but um yeah and that's pretty much it i just listened to the first episode <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> last night it is a absolute delight everyone check out these canadian dudes that are on the broad street hockey feed it is so much fun <laughs> thomas thank you so much for joining me i'm sorry that you have to watch both of these teams but i'm i'm really excited it sounds like the wild are doing things this season I mean, yeah, or like barely missing the playoffs and then people panicking, but yeah. <laughs> We're familiar with that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Steph. Bye.